0: Not what your country can do for you,
1: ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So while it's good to talk about serious things, it's just as important and just as American to have some fun. Now, let's have some fun. all right welcome back to leaning middle i'm brian and i'm eric and uh today we have a lot to talk about we, we took a little bit of a a break had a lot of things going on um but uh today i think one of the the topics that is a hot topic in the country is uh donald trump contracting covid and uh you and I have had a couple of talks about COVID already on this podcast, um, but I think uh, this this one kind of warranted bringing, bringing the subject of COVID back a little sooner than we anticipated.
0: I think so. I think um – there's a lot to unpack with exactly, you know, what the implications are of this on the election, as well as just kind of what it's painting a picture for the rest of the country. And uh, there's a lot of different questions and not a lot of answers out there so far around this situation. So it's an interesting one to look into.
1: Well, and, and I think that that's the hard part about it is there, there aren't a lot of answers out there for a lot of questions that a lot of people have.
0: That's true, and I've heard so much um, blowback on, like, hiding, you know, the president's condition or maybe not being fully honest, and, and I understand why there's a need for transparency with that, absolutely, but, I mean, if we really think about it in history, like, did who was it in the wheelchair? Was it Truman? or FDR?
1: Uh, FDR, I believe. Yeah,
0: and it's like nobody even knew he was in a wheelchair or had (laughs) polio, so it's like, I'm not going to say that the transparency with the president's health and the public has been 100%, but...
1: one of the presidents snuck off and had cancer or a tumor or something removed from the top of his mouth on a ship, Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, and and really, you know, my wife and I talked about this, and, and she brought up a great point, which was what should our expectations be in the transparency of the health of our president? Because in this particular situation, if you have a, well, who's really in charge? Is he capable? Is he capacity? Is he how sick is he and everything else? That's somewhat a national security issue as well.
0: No, without a doubt, and that's a very valid point, is um, especially with the election being just a few weeks away is like if things do take a turn for the worse, then the Republican Party um, would need to immediately jump into action. So I understand why it is different, you know, especially with just kind of tumultuous state of the nation and then also – you know, it, it's just been a national discussion for the better part of a year now. And, you know, Trump's rhetoric for in a lot of people's eyes has caught up to him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've spoken with a lot of people and they feel that this is kind of. It, it's justice almost. It's proving right. that science um, can be listened to.
1: Well, and one of the things you and I were just talking about before we hit record was this is going to be a tough subject to stay in the middle on because this is a very touchy, touchy subject for a lot of people on a lot of different levels.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, in terms of his actual infection, there's there's no way that you can spin it in a positive direction. Just as we've seen, there's still um, a lot of questions and a lot of things are up in the air exactly where you know the source of this spread has come from. A lot of people have pointed it to the... Uh, the SCOTUS nomination ceremony in the Rose Garden. Other people have um, pointed it towards a dinner that he had with Gold Star families. So nobody's really sure what the sparking incident is, but seeing that now 36 people in the White House have been um, tested positive for coronavirus and or in COVID-19, then it's obvious that this is completely out of control. And it's hard for a nation to have confidence in its leaders when they're seeing – The virus spread in the most powerful institution you know in the republic freely it's 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 hard to view that as well things are definitely under control so
1: well and and i'll make one comment and then i'm going to ask you a, a question and one of the things i heard the other day that i thought was was really interesting was you can't even protect the white house from from doing it and you can't stick with the the guidelines in your own house how are you going to take care of the country exactly uh, kind of thing but so let's take a step back and look at the time frame mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest questions in my mind that has not been answered and has been dodged repeatedly is when was the last negative test and uh i don't understand and maybe they've come out and said it i've i've been in the car all day today but as of me getting into the car to drive here um I have not heard any type of time frame as to when his last negative test was. Why is that such a big implication?
0: Everybody's worried about the idea that um, when he debated uh, Vice President Biden on Tuesday night, he actually showed up to um, the venue late and they were going to administer COVID tests to both participants in the debate. And because Trump was delayed, he refused that test on that day. So... Then obviously, you know, the next day he is testing positive and it is it creates the thought process that maybe they knew that he was positive and didn't want, you know, we're going to try to hide it and hopefully have it run a uh, a very narrow course. Or, you know, people are even saying it was intentional to infect Biden. I think that's a bit of a stretch personally. I do, too. But, um, you know, as what we're seeing again is with the lack of information coming out, that's where these conspiracy theories are born, you know? So without a firm timeline, it becomes impossible for people not to throw conjecture out on social media and whatever the hottest take is tends to pick up some steam.
1: Right. So one of the questions I have for you is having um, been a participant of the COVID uh, pandemic. That's one way to put it. Um, Have you did you when you found out Did you have any anger? Did you have any frustration, anything? Uh, And what I'm trying to get at with that question is, do you think that him knowing that and him being frustrated that he got it or angry that he got it or unintentionally um, volatile uh, because he got it, do you think that led to any of the behavior that took place in that debate?
0: I think to some degree, yes he clearly wasn't feeling well um you know a lot of people had pointed out that he looked flustered um physically like pale during the debate and very red at times so he was likely possibly feverish and i mean you know regardless of how it does affect different people in different ways like we we do know that the president got very sick like he was being given experimental drug cocktails and um that just isn't necessary. You know, like if he had a case that was mild or just semi-symptomatic, then he wouldn't need, you know, something that wasn't even approved by the Food and Drug Administration to possibly stay alive. So regardless of, you know, the different changes is when you're that sick with something or even it's just the onset of something that disastrous where he's going to be required for hospitalization, That that's going to screw with your mental state. And mm-hmm. I think it definitely made him – Um, Possibly a little more reckless than, you know, he normally would appear.
1: I I think his behavior hasn't been normal in a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. But his behavior has been, in my opinion, erratic since Tuesday.
0: Yeah, and a lot of conjecture is on they're giving him some pretty heavy doses of uh, steroids, Mm -hmm. which, you know, again, it just it, it gives you a very manic high and um, that is something that is I think uncomfortable for me is it like watching him tweet it gives me the same kind of feeling of watching you know like when Kanye West was having like a severe mental breakdown on social media and he was tweeting outrageous stuff um, you know a lot of people were laughing and retweeting and kind of going along with it but there was you know a, a kind of a movement among those hectic times of people saying like man like we really shouldn't be condoning this This person clearly needs help and watching what the president was saying that's that's kind of how i felt as well was this is this is not good clearly he's medicated you know somebody should step in and, and you know remove him from social media at this point because he's not you know in a stable state of mind and when you're you know, releasing information to the public or saying things to the public that, you know, our foreign adversaries can use and cling on to to create disinformation campaigns around. And that that is it's dangerous. It is a matter of national security. Right.
1: Well, and what was interesting to me was while all of this was taking place, uh, I was in Denver and uh, I was staying in a um, in a, a, a house with some Democrats and some Republicans. Mm-hmm. And the response was was kind of what you would anticipate. One was, um, oh, my gosh, you know what's going on. And and the other was uh, good. He finally got it, it like yeah. he, de- he deserves this for mm-hmm. for everything. Uh, now, keep in mind, I was surrounded by a bunch of nurses. Yeah. All right. So um, they were looking at it from a health standpoint and they were looking at it from a political standpoint. And mm-hmm. you and I have talked where Covid really become a political topic as much as it is a health topic. Absolutely. In, in point of view, um, one has to wear two masks and uh, a face shield just to be able to walk into to work, mm. uh, as well as all the PPP and, and yeah. or PPE yeah. and, and everything else. Uh, the other is a retired nurse, but worked in the ICU and and has a a lot of history uh, dealing with with people in very critical situations and and they understand the medicines and they understand everything that's going on. And one of them, it it was ironic to me, one of them, when they talked about the drugs that they were giving them, one of them, one straight up the, the Democrat, the liberal went, um, Oh, he's super sick and they're lying to us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he should, she should have more. The other was kind of going, it's a steroid. Like you get a steroid for, uh, minor sicknesses, yeah, and, and those types of things. So, I can see with with different opinions of your political views and everything else, mm-hmm. the severity of the situation was was completely different. Neither one of them, in my opinion, was right or wrong. I, I have a, a a inkling that he was probably a lot sicker yes. than than that. But
0: well, there was that, and then there was also the release of the videos that were edited. <sighs> And like, Did he
1: really sign a blank piece of paper, or, well, or yeah, was it just it that was, we couldn't see the writing on? No, the paper? it
0: was a fully staged picture. Which again, I'm not gonna hold against him. But what what worried me more than anything I mean, was we've the done initial. that in marketing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've fluffed up photo ops. That's not that's not a problem, you know. But what threw me off is when they edited his coughing out of that initial video when he was saying he was gonna check into Walter Reed. Um, you can see it throughout the video. Oh, stops I didn't see where that. he. Like he starts to get ready to wheeze or cough, yeah. and it like it does like weird jumps. And um, again, you know, it's like there is a certain aspect of trying to hold strength and present as a as a powerful leader. But I think by downplaying it and then you know only accepting a cocktail of drugs, the Regeneron therapy. Which is created from the stem cells of aborted fetuses. That's a whole different debate. But for the pro-life crowd, that might raise some issues for Trump having accepted that treatment. And now is telling that he will fund the treatment publicly to anybody who needs it for free. That was one of his tweets um, that's yet to be seen if that will um, be real. But that is something that he has stated. So it there's a lot of area here where we really need to consider you know the continuity of government which is something that i think a lot of people are scared of looking at but you know he's not out of the woods he might be improving but if we've learned one thing about COVID, is it can kill you fast and you can get much worse
1: even as you start to get better herman cain right exactly so um okay so looking at the time frame he he purposely or we're presuming it was Mm -hmm. purposely missed the test on Tuesday, yes, came out what late Wednesday, early Thursday that he yes he diagnosed or was diagnosed with it, and that he was going to go in quarantine. But they felt great and everything else. Mm-hmm. Then on Friday, they went ahead and moved him to Walter Reed. I believe it was Thursday because was it came it Thursday? out
0: Thursday at one a.m. that he had it. Okay. And then I believe we were waking up the next day and then it was news that he was going to be moving to Walter Reed for precautions. And I think that also is an indicator that they knew something was going on long before because you don't get, you know, positive confirmation to hospitalization in 12 to 16 hours. Like, you know, there's usually some level of knowledge that something's going on beneath the surface. So that is where things are getting tricky in terms of the timeline.
1: So – what did you think when they moved him to the hospital?
0: I, um, you know, my knee-jerk initial reaction and thought was that it is, it makes sense, you know, it's a precaution. And it, it did not hit me immediately that something was more serious than it was until I got on social media. And then I started to kind of see the, uh, the propaganda that was produced around him having
1: that. So that brings up a, a good point. Good question, because I had the same thought. Mm -hmm. I I thought, okay, why wouldn't you move the president to Walter Reed and and have him under Constant supervision and, and everything else, and and a lot of people go, oh, he gets the special treatment, and mm-hmm. um, he doesn't get the same care that every day Americans get and everything else. Well, yeah, he's the president he of the is United the States. Exactly. I mean,
0: like if anybody's going to get the best, it's him. You yeah, know? yeah. I,
1: I mean, if if I were to contract it today, and I had to go to the hospital, I'm not making decisions today or tomorrow or or any day in the next next future or or next foreseeable future that's going to impact millions and millions of people and that's going to be impact our country, our our allies. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's just be honest. And the decisions that he's making, whether we agree with them or not, Mm -hmm. are very high level decisions. And and he does need to be in in full capacity as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, what one of the questions I asked is, you brought up a great point. You said, "I thought of it as precautionary." And then I went on social media and started seeing what was going on, and that's when your your mind started changing. Do you think that all that social media influenced your thought process on that?
0: I think what influenced my thought process immediately was seeing basically the attempt at like a real time cover up is it was very awkward the attempt of what the trump administration was doing in terms of releasing information in terms of creating these videos where he's like i feel great everything's fine and it's like we all kind of knew at that point it wasn't and then to see that and know that you were actively that something was not sitting right there i think is what kicked me into overdrive more than this the discussion in general
1: well and you you and i were Texting back and forth a lot during all of this, mm-hmm. and, and texting each other tweets and everything. But I, I think I got the distinct impression that it was almost, and, and I, I hesitate to say this just a little bit, but it was almost North Koreanish, yes. like state-funded videos, and um, you know everything is fine. Your your leader is your supreme leader is great exactly. um, and healthy and too strong for a virus to be able to bring down. And it was just all staged. And, yeah. and I think that's where uh, being in marketing, you and I know when mm-hmm. things are staged mm-hmm. and how things are staged. And, and we look at video pieces differently. We look at it from a production standpoint and, and everything yeah. else. And you look at it and you just go, come on, like, give, give the American his, people a little bit more credit.
0: His video returning back to the White House where you kind of saw Marine One come in, <laughs> I was like, it was, it was actually uncomfortable watching it. It it. was was like, this is like you said, it had the tinge of an authoritarian regime of like gracious, dear leader back, you know, in, well, in people's house. And I was like, golly, you know, like he almost died, didn't he? Like, you know, there's no reason to be pumping out content like this.
1: No. And when he walked into the white house and then walked back out so that he could walk back in again. Yeah. Come on. I know. Come on. Um, one of the things that, that I wanted to bring up as well was um, your thoughts on the drive around Walter Reed to thank his supporters.
0: It's it's unexcusable. It's just like, what I it can't comes find down anything to. positive about it. No, no, and I mean, like, it was just it was reckless. And that's what's scary is, and I understand, you know, Secret Service agents have trained to put their lives in danger every single day, and they're okay with that, and they are comfortable with that, and, you know, they, they don't differentiate between human and viral threats, so what the president wants to do, it is their duty to protect him, but it does get to a certain point where why would you potentially expose people
1: to a risk like that? It's It's... Well, but then you see his next tweet or a mm-hmm. few tweets later, and his tweet is "Covid's not anything to worry about. Go, yeah. Get on with your life." kind of kind of situation. Does that sound like somebody that's in a good mental state that is currently battling Covid? It just sounds
0: like somebody who is clinging on for control. Is it's that's how it all feels now, and it's not. You know, even a reflection of the Republican Party as a whole. To be perfectly honest, or conservatism, it's more just that we are now in a situation where you know the writing on the wall is very clear. And a lot of people will argue and say 2016 the polls were very similar at this time frame, and they were, but they also undercounted white, uncollege-educated individuals, and that's where Trump's base was made up primarily. And they are taking that into account this election cycle, and what we're seeing now with Trump's diagnosis is if it isn't the coupe, the grass of this entire political campaign, um, I would be shocked because he is, he, he knows the situation. I think his advisors know the situation. His entire communications team is sick and now quarantined. So basically the people who are running his life have disappeared, you know, for the most pinnacle part of the campaign. And, uh, I think he's feeling very out of control, and rightfully so. And, you know, it is, it's its an unfortunate timing for him. Um, some people might say it's poetic justice, but at the end of the day, I would have liked to see, um, you know, a, a healthy campaign to the finish line here, and I think Trump now knows that, you know, pending any sort of absolute insanity, um, he's in a rough spot.
1: Well, he's in a rough spot, but it— <sighs> When you look at the the numbers, and there's over 7 million people diagnosed, and there's over 210,000 um, fatalities with it, mm-hmm. it, it's showing that the majority of COVID patients are able to deal with it and, and move on. And a lot of them are asymptomatic. Yeah. And so it is what he's doing right now, trying to in some way provide maybe a little bit more confidence that it's not as bad as everybody because he keeps touting the the media is the one that's the enemy in this they're the ones that's playing this up and everything else and i know you've got more insight on this than i mm-hmm. do and and everything else but is it reassuring to his supporters that maybe this isn't as bad as everybody else is making it sound to be? And maybe he was a little bit right in the fact that we need to get this stuff opened up and we need to get back and you may get COVID, but look at me, I was only sick for six or seven days and and I'm fine and I'm back to normal.
0: And I think that's just really the difficult part of, uh, COVID and just the situation as a whole is, you know, I would think differently if 2 or 3 weeks ago the Bob Woodward tapes came out where Trump knew the severity of the pandemic and knew the dangerous um side to it and how lethal it can be and admitted that he he did lie to the American public in order to stop that panic and um Clearly, that has not worked. You know, Mm -hmm. if you look in terms of developed nations and mortality rates or infection rates, we are by far the highest in the developed world and uh, continue to be. The virus is not under control. And we're now seeing that even as things start to subside, it's not so much that the nation's getting a handle on it. It's just whatever specific hotspots are now kind of getting a handle on it. You know, we saw New Jersey and New York, and then we saw Texas and Florida, and now we're seeing the Dakotas and more of the Midwestern states. Iowa is now one of the fifth highest uh, infection rates. So it's really not under control. It's just moving around. Sure. And um, it gets to a certain point where we do know what we need to do to stop this, and it's uncomfortable. You know, it's national mask mandates. It's contact tracing. It is the removal of a little bit of the liberties, Um, in order to obtain some level of protections. But we're seeing every other developed nation in the world do these measures, and they're having concerts, they're opening their restaurants, they're having normal times. You know, we're watching countries like New Zealand, which, yeah, albeit obviously very small population and isolated, but they have one case pop up and they shut the entire economy down again, whereas we are letting, you know. How would you like to be that one person? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You're going to get some nasty stares, but it's if we were trending in the right direction, I would say it's one thing, but with things not getting better and arguably getting worse and now the White House being infected and we're watching it take over government, it's now's the time for a little bit of transparency in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I my opinion on on all of this is, you know, I don't think he's learned his lesson. He's still basically thumbing his nose at science, mm-hmm. and um, he's talking about how uh, he's considering that we already have a cure. Yeah. And uh, and I'm kind of sitting there going, that's not a cure. That's a tr- there's a treatment. Yeah. And if you really look at the science of the treatment, uh, what it, what it does is um, that Regeneron it attaches itself to the little spikes at the end of the the virus oh, yeah. so that it won't spread the corona of the, the virus the corona yeah. of the virus <laughs> it won't <laughs> spread it won't attach itself to cells interesting okay but it doesn't cure it no, and, yeah, exactly. and so for him to sit there and go you know it, it's curable and, it's like and what's that else.
0: medication they give you when you get the flu um mm-hmm. it's something it's something similar it's like an antiviral drug where it doesn't you're not curing anything it just makes it harder for it to replicate right tamiflu
1: tamiflu yes and um but it still takes the body a long time to regenerate and to rebuild and come back i mean you're still trying to come back Mm -hmm. uh from your your bout what five months ago
0: oh absolutely and i mean it's even gotten to a point where i've just been struggling with like new health things and they're saying it could you know that could even be a cause of mental health issues Mm -hmm. i've been having recently and it's just like whoa like you know it's Around every corner, every door I open, it's COVID yeah. ready to remind me that it's, <laughs> it's still controlling my life in some capacity.
1: Right. Yeah, And um, so I know we need to wrap it up, but uh, last thing that, you know, when he, when he came back and they did that, that amazing video of him coming off of Marine One and yeah. walking up yeah. there and, and yanking the mask off and then walking right back in mm-hmm. to the, the White House. Uh, without putting his mask back on. And number number one, that wasn't an N95 mask. No. It, it was the cl- same cloth mask that I can buy at the convenience store mm-hmm. down on the corner here. Um, but my, my question is, do you think that where he is mentally right now, he's going to go even further off the rails on COVID? and 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 play it down even more or do you think because in his video he said i get it I, and i've learned more about dealing with covid and everything mm-hmm, else here mm-hmm. well first of all my my question is you, you were you had the best experts at your fingertips for the last five months how did you not know all yeah. of this stuff about covid like why are you learning it now, now it's, exactly that tells me you weren't paying attention you weren't taking it serious you mm-hmm. weren't listening when these scientists were telling you what was going on. But I feel like he's actually stepping further and further away from the science of COVID Mm -hmm. and he's stepping further and further away from the safety precautions and, and CDC guidelines that America's gift or uh, that the CDC has put out for America.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, I think it's, it's difficult for me to view, his thought process right now especially you know with just how erratic things are specifically this week is being anything less than just like a knee-jerk self-preservation response
1: yeah yeah so uh, i'm gonna wrap it up today with uh one statement mm-hmm. everybody put on a damn mask yeah that's all you gotta do
0: exactly at this point in the game let's just let's do it mask up for a couple months and we can just be back Back to the life that we love. You know?
1: Exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for for listening. Again, uh, if you like what you heard today, then uh, click the sub- subscribe button wherever it is that you are listening to your, your podcast. Give us a review. Uh, let us know any feedback you got. Follow us on Twitter, Leaning Middle, uh, at Leaning Middle. And it uh, doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. We all have to start leaning to the middle.
0: Yeah, join us next time for a look at that common ground.